in a world where literally anyone can host a podcast. Two stoners come together to unite their marijuana and movie knowledge to bring you the latest movie review, as long as they remember to press record. Not this week, movie guy. This week, Jesse and Travis are going to be kind and rewind, reviewing movies from the 80s and the 90s. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Travis Aerosmith, and joining me in this World 7 Productions is my co-host, Jesse Pena. Before we get started, we would like to thank everyone for your continued support. All your likes, all your shares, your subscriptions, and even your comments, every little bit helps. And if this is your first time at the Blunt Movie Reviews, we want to let you know before we get started, we try real hard not to give any spoilers away, except for our four-minute spoiler warning. But we're blunt about our opinions. We're blunt about these movies. We usually review movies before they come out. But we don't get the option to see every movie every week. So we have a little filler. It's our Be Kind Rewind to the 80s and 90s. Me and Jesse each wrote five movies from the 80s and five movies from the 90s. Threw them in a hat. It's 20 movies we get to choose from. And today we're going to smoke in a little OG Kush weighing in at 22%. We're going to load that into our bong as, Jesse, you want to choose the movie this week? That's right. As I take my bong rip. This week's movie is 1992's My Cousin Vinny. Travis, hit me with that movie guy plot. Two teenage boys from New York are on a road trip through rural Alabama while returning to college until they stop for snacks at a local convenience store and get charged with first-degree murder. Now having to go to trial, their only options are a public defender or Cousin Vinny. A loud-mouthed, inexperienced lawyer who is initially a complete disaster and not accustomed to Southern law. Will he get these boys released or walk them straight to the executioner? In theaters, March 1992. Hi and welcome to the Blunt Movie Reviews. We were all set to kick it off with this movie's top cast. Starting all the way on top with the director. This week's movie is directed by Jonathan Lynn. It stars Joe Pesci, Marisa Tomei, Ralph Macchio, and Fred Gwynn. It also has uh, Mitchell Whitfield, which is uh, Ralph Macchio's friend in the movie, and Nane Smith. And Austin Pendleton. Which he was the stuttering lawyer. And he took this part in the movie... Because of a friend, he was doing it as a favor. I think to uh, the director, Jonathan Lynn, he was doing it as a favor to him, and he almost got tight-casted because of his stuttering, that he almost didn't get more movie roles because people actually thought he stuttered like that bad. Oh, wow. Because in this movie, it is a hard stutter. <laughs> wow. Wow, it almost like, derailed his career? Yeah, That's almost. crazy. So, My Cousin Vinny, this is one of my favorite movies. This came out of my list. Uh, Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei kill it in this movie. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 
even Ralph Macchio is good in it. And I, they just bring that hard New York accent down south. And I, they don't mix well with the southern culture, southern hospitality. And I don't, it's just a really funny movie. And Joe Pesci, I really love him when he does comedic movies. Right. Because I, I don't know if he intends to be as funny as he is, but he is fucking hilarious. <laughs> right. Like you just you think maybe he might live his life involuntarily, uh, uh, not meaning to be funny, but it just comes off as hilarious. That's exactly what I think. <laughs> okay, all right, I see what you mean. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of this movie is when Joe Pesci is talking about his nephew and his nephew's friend, his defendants, and he says two Utes, two Utes, yeah, <laughs> it was two Utes, He's two Utes, and Fred Gwynn, the judge, he goes, whoa, whoa, what'd you say? Joe Pesci's. A- you wanna use sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> but this was put wasn't initially into the movie. This came from a conversation that Joe Pesci had with the director Jonathan Lynn. Jonathan Lynn's a British guy, and Joe Pesci, as you know, has a thick New Jersey accent. So you know, the British and the New Jersey don't mix well. And this is actually a conversation that happened between Joe Pesci and him. And <laughs> I could just imagine that. That's got to be hilarious. He's like, Oi, mate, what's that? And he goes, Two youths. And, you know, I understand that. You know, I understand what he's saying because that was the whole point of the scene. Was, yeah. like, well, I have a hard time with accents. So, I mean, that, I could just imagine. <laughs> you Very funny. The- uh, the American Bar Association publication, the ABA Journal, ranked this move. This film is number three on its list of 120 or 25 greatest legal movies. I think that's pretty damn good for being a comedy, being ranked number three out of 25. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this movie's so good. Uh, lawyers and law school law professors praise the movie and even show the movie in their classes to teach new lawyers. This movie uh, had a budget of eleven million. It grossed sixty-four million dollars worldwide, which is that is quite the success for nineteen. What do we say, ninety-two? For nineteen ninety-two, that is that is a very good success. It's like almost a forty million dollar profit. Oh well, the cast killed it. I mean, who doesn't love Herman Munster? Come right. on, Fred Gwynn was great. His uh, facial expressions, how he interacted with Joe Pesci. Yes, I mean, it absolutely. was good. And it, when he was scolding him, it was almost like you're grandfather father scolding you i mean it was authoritative and you're like oh shit you better listen pesci go <laughs> get a new suit <laughs> he is herman munster he is huge and imposing yes uh he was also in pet cemetery he was the neighbor guy which we did a review yes. for the reboot of pet cemetery please be sure to check it out yes you can find it on our youtube channel and possibly our website i believe our website you can find it uh, yeah, this movie was so good and had such good chemistry. Marissa Tomei, uh, Marissa Tomei won a Best Supporting Actress Academy Award for this movie. She was amazing. She was, and she is aging well. What oh, a beautiful I woman. Mean, oh, dude, damn. It's just got to stop. Amazing. <laughs> uh, Beckham County, where this movie, they said it, it took place, isn't a real county. Okay. But they did give nods to the sheriff and the next county over who did help a little bit with the filming of this movie, which I thought was pretty funny. But he was the sheriff of Jasper County, Georgia, and some of the filming was done in Georgia. Uh, the Sack of Suds, where shit went down. The convenience store? The convenience store. 
Okay. Uh, that stole, is, I believe they stole a tin can of tuna on, on accident. accident. Yeah. And, then and the, a uh, what, 64 Pontiac Tempest. No, uh, no, no. Uh, Skylark. Skylark. Mint green yeah. Skylark. 1964. <laughs> Which can be confused with... <laughs> <laughs> So it, it amazes me some of the people that don't get these movie roles. Uh, Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei both beat out other actors and actresses for this movie, which we're going to go to our next segment, Expendable Dependable. We heard who is dependable. Now let's find out who is expendable. Marissa Tomei beat out Lorraine Bracco for this role of Mona Lisa, which uh, Sopranos, I believe she was in. Oh, she was the doctor, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but there was a couple people up for Vincent Gambini that Joe Pesci beat out. And that was Jim Belushi, John Lovitz, which fuck John Lovitz, and Danny DeVito, which I think Danny DeVito might have been pretty good, but the whole Utes and the accent, I think, made it better. Okay. So not a lost lot for the Expendables. So we're going to do our... Four-minute spoiler warning. So after the intro to the segment, if you skip ahead four minutes, you'll miss all our spoilers. We're starting the timer as soon as the segment uh, music ends. Warning, 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 warning. Warning, this is your spoiler alert. For the next four minutes, the host may be talking about the plot in depth. They may spoil the movie. They may spoil the middle. They may spoil the end. This is your spoiler alert. Warning, 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 warning. Did you already start it? Yeah. Oh, shit. There's a scene in this movie where uh, Fred Gwynn, the judge, and Joe Pesci are conversating because, I mean, Joe Pesci is a very inexperienced lawyer. He hasn't actually practiced in at all. He got his law degree and continued to turn fucking wrenches. You know, let the degree go to waste. Why he's letting Mona Lisa, Marissa Tomei, wait for uh, him to win his first case before he can knock her up. Give her a baby. She's getting older. She's bitching about her internal clock. <laughs> uh, but in the scene, uh, Fred Gwynn's like, who the fuck are you and why do you think you can practice here? And he, and he gives a fake resume, a fake name, and he accidentally knocks over a chess game that Fred Gwynn has on the table. Accident. Complete accident, and it was left in the movie. I love when accidents make it in the movie. Because, I mean, that uh, shows his nervousness and all that, which I would be kind of nervous, too, talking to fucking Herman Munster. Right, he's fucking huge. <laughs> Even though man. he's sitting down, we're still eye-to-eye if I'm fucking Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it was supposed to... Uh... So we said it earlier, it was a 1964 mint green Buick Skylark. They went into the sack of suds to... Uh, just buy some. Just buy snacks because they were on the road trip back and to college. And after they leave and they steal the tin, the tin can of tuna, the clerk gets shot, killed somehow, right? Yes, he gets killed. He gets murdered, and a car that looks similar leaves. And so uh, there's a mishap in the interrogation where they admit to stealing the tin can, but the cops take it as an admission that they killed the the. The clerk. The clerk. They killed the clerk. Yeah. I didn't kill the clerk. It wasn't me. <laughs> so they get thrown in jail. They don't have any money. Their options, a public defender or my cousin Vinny. So Ralph Macchio, he makes a phone call. The karate kid calls up the the Joe Pesci, my cousin Vinny, the Vinny bag of donuts. And <laughs> Vinny comes down and he meets him in the jail cell. But uh, uh, Mitchell Whitman doesn't 
know who Vinny is. So Vinny gets brought into the jail, and this guy thinks he's about to get raped by Joe Pesci. He's in leather. He's tough. It's like, oh, shit, and what they're saying does not match up. <laughs> but they go to trial. Vinny fucks up left and right. Fucks up left. He clearly has never seen Law & Order. Right. He should have prepared a little bit. I mean, come on. It was the 90s. Law & Order was on already. He could have prepped a little bit. So he goes to trial, learns along the way, and boom. He, how he executes the movie and brings it all together to save these boys and become the number three on the top 25 list of best legal movies is beautiful. It's priceless. Everyone fucking loves it. How Marissa Tomei and Joe Pesci interact together and Fred Gwynn. You gotta love Fred Gwynn. That's right. But, Make sure you check out our Pet Cemetery episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we beat the clock on the four minutes. Anything you want to throw in there? Did we start it? What? How much time do we have left? 44 seconds. Holy shit. Uh, you know, it, I haven't seen this movie in like 20 years. So when I started reading the plot, it was... I, it all came back to me. This movie was very funny. It was very enjoyable. And Marissa Tomei totally uh, deserved that supporting actress. Oh, yes. And, Definitely. Uh, she killed it. Mm-hmm. I, it, it was always really funny that she just wanted to get knocked up by Joe Pesci. Why would she want to be with Joe Pesci? He <laughs> was Joe Pesci. Like, what the hell is she thinking? <laughs> it's the smartness. She wanted the smart genes, not the height, apparently. Right? No, but... <laughs> that's so important. I understand. So, yeah, I think that's it. Seven seconds. Yeah, I guess we're going to wind down the clock. And, then and we we're go. back. We there we go. Him. That's the spot. <laughs> Done with that. Uh, but we're back. That pretty much was the show. Eh? Anything else you want to add to it? Uh, I, it is one of my favorite movies. I have it on my phone. I have a, a stack of movies I keep on my phone for entertainment purposes. Watch, you know, you can watch 10, 15 minutes on your lunch break and go back to work. Right. I think we pretty much said it all. Yeah, I said it all. Yeah. So this was a great movie. If they have it on cable, they show it once in a while on TT, TNT, HBO. Keep an eye out for it. Uh, it might be on streaming services if you look hard enough. Uh, you can always stream it. On Gujara.chgoo. Promo <laughs> for fucking pirates. J-A-R-A.ch. That's hilarious. That's if it comes down to it. That's but hilarious. They do whatever you have to do. If you haven't seen this movie, watch it. If you have seen this movie and you own it, why don't you give it another rewatch? You can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube at Blunt Movie Reviews. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook page, Blunt Movie Reviews. Mm-hmm. You can email us at g- uh, thebluntmoviereviews at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at TravLetSmoke. Uh, yeah, YouTube, SoundCloud, I t- we're, we're fucking everywhere. Just type us into Google. Something will pop us up. You'll find a link to get somewhere else, our website, wherever. We want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy some movies, guys. See you next time. All right, Bob, that wraps it up. Roll credits. Let's get out of here. Good job, everyone. Good job.